Good times, bad friends. We're rolling, coming from talking about fighter jets and, and all this stuff, and we're, we're about to get straight into some other hot takes too. I know you guys are excited. I was sending a bunch of like cryptic messages all week that didn't make any <laughs> sense, and there was numbers and letters, and I feel like y'all were liking them, but in the back of your mind, you're like, what, what is this for? I didn't open one of them. <laughs> <laughs> didn't look at, not going to lie, I didn't look at a single one. Liked it, never read yeah. it. Looks interesting. I can't wait to hear about it. Do you do that sometimes? Like, I feel like I get more text messages on a Saturday than anybody on planet Earth. And there's just at some points I've and because God, I, I'm I'm a social butterfly when it comes down to it. Sometimes, but I'm in so many group chats. I don't understand why. And so there's sometimes like I see them and there's six of them and I'm like, you know what? Open, open, open back, and I will never read something. <laughs> Which, case in point, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Um, always, right? Yeah. So we grade film after our Friday night Texas high school football game. And we took a long trip to Godley, which was like a two and a half hour bus ride. So you're talking five hours on a bus round trip. We're, not, we're getting home pretty late after the old butt whooping that the Hornets put on them. Mm-hmm. And um, – we had the day off, but we technically still had work to get done that we usually would in the office. Anyway, so our my offensive coordinator texted us at like midnight, and he was like, hey, get this, this, and this done. And there was one thing that he wanted to do that was different than what we have done up to that point. Well, like I stated before, not very good when I have eight other group messages that are just saying stupid stuff that I just don't want to read. So he was one of the ones that I just happened to open, click out, and then move on. And I may or may not have gotten in a little bit of trouble because I didn't do what I was supposed to do all weekend long as far as the information I was supposed to send out to my kids. And he found that out on Monday morning. So (laughs) when in doubt, if you're just a super popular person and people just always want to talk to you, just answer them, I guess. I don't know. Or just keep clicking out. That's probably what I'm going to continue to do. (laughs) But yeah, it got me in, it got me in pretty big trouble. He was like, Hey, uh, you share those clips I told you to? And I was like, did I, uh, um, huh? You, me? And he was like, yeah, did you share those clips with your kids? Like I told you to do. And I was like, I graded. And he goes, did you share the clips? And I was like, I graded like we always do. <laughs> and he goes, so no. And I was like, mm, no, sir. Damn. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't very happy about it, but, um, I, we do have coaches on staff that listen to the podcast. They Ooh. too are very curious. Yeah, I know it's, Oh man, that's why I, I try to say anything too stupid because wait, you know, wait, wait, dude, Alex, I went, I spent my 4th of July at Sir Bronfield's oh, yeah. house and I was sitting yeah. in my rocking chair watching, you know, America be great. And someone was like, is this, is this the guy from good times, bad friends? And I was like, this is no. The, the, no, 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 not just a guy from good times, bad friends, the <laughs> guy. Right. of good times, bad friends. And they were like, Oh wow. And, and one of our coaches started at the beginning, which I, I told them, 
I said, I did not know that podcasting was such an art. It truly is. Like you can't just like turn it on and then just expect things to click or whatever. And even then, like you can do that at a certain point. Like now, like we've kind of hit our groove or whatever. But when we first started, it was just like, ah, and then there'd be screaming and then there'd be like people in the background and then there'd be like somebody's, somebody's mic and then like somebody else would just be like, this is, it was just, it was bad. Anyway, but that coach started at the beginning and he was like, yeah, I stopped like two podcasts in because y'all suck. And I'm like, ah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that's us, man. Good times, bad friends. Check it out. And then another coach started like four or five episodes in when it started getting a little better. And he was like, oh, I didn't see those. I need to go back. And then from for the rest of the night, as we're watching our tax dollars explode right in front of us on July 4th, um, they were talking to the Colin Rutherford about the origin story, the genesis, if you will, of Good Times, Bad Friends. So I invited him over to my party and he stole the show from me. So talk about being popular. That's the popular guy right he there. That's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> they were like, Elon, we don't care about your stupid Starlink. Is that the guy from Good Times, right. Bad Friends? They're like, Elon, move the guy out of the way. <laughs> You're the guy from Good Times and Bad Friends. And I was like, yeah, we do that. And he was like, still? <laughs> You're continuing to do that? You sure about that, pal? You're like, listen, dude, we we have eight listeners in six different countries. It's just and, one random you know, kid from each country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like maybe they were looking for a different podcast and they found this one, but still got to play from you, homeboy. Do I put my yeah, VPN in different countries and listen to this podcast? Maybe, but <laughs> maybe the, the demographics yeah. are there. Do, do I cold call people and, and sell my podcast for free? Maybe, but they listen. <laughs> did we start an Instagram for this podcast? We sure did, which I we wanted to did. highlight before we got into all the hot topics I wanted to touch on. Um, we created an Instagram call-in of all people, of course, Mr. Firework Famous over here created a podcast i've created a podcast we created a podcast i don't know if you know that as we're talking about right now but an instagram page for it and man i'll tell you what those pictures that you use <laughs> to describe the episodes <laughs> the one where you use my graduation picture and i just have the thought bubble like on top like that's a, that's a classic one and then, I, and then I was scrolling through my feed and I saw the one about the latest one with Dak Prescott with the, with the jet in the background. And I didn't look at the account and I looked at the picture. I was like, did Dak Prescott post this picture? Like, this is mm -hmm. so random. And then I scroll mm -hmm. up and I'm like, hey, that's clickbait. Clickbait, baby. <laughs> because you know somebody's going to look at that and be like, what? They have eight listeners and they got Dak Prescott to come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then they listen to it and they're like, that that uh, guy in the middle is not Dak Prescott. Doesn't look they're like really just hurting the Cowboys <laughs> at this point. Dot dot dot. Dot dot dot. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> not Dak Prescott. I mean, you did have a cowboy hat on, but then they look at you and they're like, eh, he mm. looks no, nah, that doesn't look He's like Dak Prescott. More Blanca. <laughs> Blanca, <Blanco>, please. <laughs> oh, please. Have some have some respect. Yeah. I mean, God, have some respect, you dirty gringo. Clean version, right? Yeah, gosh. Yeah, after the uh, last you, video with the blind kid, yeah, let's let's keep yeah. this clean. Yeah, I was would say huh, we have a we have a pretty huge reputation to uphold. If you haven't noticed by us trying to do a deep dive on Helen Keller, <laughs> the speaker. Bro, I showed that video. <laughs> the motivational speaker. I showed that video to Karina and I recorded her reaction to it. 
was, she had no idea what was coming. I was like, hey, I just want to show you this video. <laughs> she, uh, Nobody she pulled does. my laptop up and she was like, why are you researching Helen Keller reading? <laughs> and I said, you you would rather have a different looking search history than that. <laughs> She was like, yeah, I don't understand how she could be an author and a teacher. I was like, that's what we're trying to do. Well, it's just like we were were trying to save face. And then you look up basically her Wikipedia page, and it just says the most ironic stuff on it. Like speaker, cheerleader, yell leader at A&M. And it's like, no, this isn't what I need. This is ammunition. Stop doing this. Did Helen Keller fly a plane? Maybe. (sighs) Maybe. Did she teach a class with her eyes and mouth? Yes. yes. I'm like, what? I'm <laughs> right. She did. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're unsure on that part, but we are for sure on the communication she piece. She can't fly a plane. She can't see or talk or, but she's a author and a lecturer and a hell of a singer. And I'm like, you know yeah. what? She could fly a plane. Ooh. I'm in. Grand, no, no pilot's license, but grand old opera. Here we come. Okay. We man, let Mason Ramsey man. yodel, but Helen Keller can't <laughs> sing. What the heck? What kind of country and for is all this? We know, the invented uh, I, intelligence. Dude, what <laughs> if? Like, holy plot twist right there. She's never mind. I can't. She would have been like, you know, okay, you guys, you guys want to think it's funny to look me up on Chat GPT here in right. a couple hundred years? Take yeah. this. Take it. Take iRobot and She's chew on that. Not even Will Smith can save you. She's the mother. The mother of AI. The mother of AI. <laughs> That's the good one right there. That'd be a good, that'd be a good movie or be a good documentary. Helen Keller, the mother of AI, birth through her loins comes. I think we found the title of the episode, but yeah. Um, speaking of AI, you said you found some, um, source. I know you found them. I just didn't click on them. I did. Now we'll get to that. And I want to know if y'all found anything different and if not, it actually be okay that we can kind of talk on the same thing. I really just, that's, I did some research because I I just, like you said, I didn't read what you sent. I just said, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did this weird thing where I just open right. it and then I go but I back. Did some of my own but I don't so think I, I should get you in trouble. I do want to bring up at some point, but I'll I let you it. start. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you lead it off then. But I did have some stuff that I found. Like in the meantime, I don't think we're smart enough to have this conversation for too long. But we obviously have been obsessed, and like we were talking about in last podcast, podcast before, in a previous podcast is how we constantly refer to specifically chat GPT, but something that I don't understand. Therefore it makes me curious and now a little bit of scared after I do a little bit of research on some of those articles and stuff that I sent y'all, but some artificial intelligence. So mm-hmm. like doing a deep dot deep dive doing research about where it came from. I didn't know that it started as early as it did. So like, First thing I want to get y'all's opinion on, and then I know that you did some extra research outside of those two things, Alex, so I'm going to let you head that up first. But, like, how did you feel before you did any kind of looking up on anything, reading, article, story, and then how does that, how do you feel now knowing just a little bit of information you looked up? Like, for me before, I was... a little naive, I guess I was like, luckily it's new. It's not going to evolve super fast, even though like I, I, I get how technologically we've advanced. Like you think about something in the iPhone that was made in the two thousands and how far it's come already. And so now after doing the research, I'm a little scared because it's been around a lot longer than what I thought. And it has grown exponentially faster 
and it's controlled by people who make human mistakes all the time. So I think that they're going to turn it into a weapon. That was kind of my before and after Damn. thoughts. Uh, mine was kind of the opposite. I, before I did any kind of research and stuff, I was pretty, like I guess, kind of scared or nervous just from like podcasts or things I've heard or listened to. Um, but I think I was really more, I guess, worried about it or nervous just because I didn't really have any information. And all I kept hearing was that, like the doom and gloom, AI is going to take over the world, we're all going to die. Um, but when I was researching it, I was looking for like more practical ways to use it. And I guess like positive cases of AI. Uh, so after researching that, I feel pretty good about it. And I also saw some quotes that made me feel like maybe we're actually a really long way from it being dangerous. Um, so I don't know, maybe we'll meet somewhere in the middle, but I feel better about it after researching. I yeah, found some, yeah. some pretty neat things. All right. If I have the opportunity to iRobot or Smart House or whatever to invite it in my home and it do laundry and do the dishes <laughs> and make my bed and do everything I need it to. You're the biggest investor. I'm, I'm, I'm bought in. If it's Bitcoin of robots, dude, I'm selling my soul. <laughs> That's how easy it will be for the dude. Okay. So, so, so what did you think? What did what did you think before and after? Like, what what were your opinions on it before and after, from all the research think, you were doing? Yeah, I, I googled one thing and it said, "Will AI take over the world?" And like every article said no. So like I feel good, but at the same time, okay, good. So you totally believe the internet? Good. So yeah, dude, I didn't click yeah, on the dude, links, but all the links said no. You can see. I use it. No, <laughs> no, we just find the word no in the article. No. <laughs> Colin, no. I'm like, all right, dude, that's pretty specific. <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right, I believe you. I believe you, man. I Calm use down. AI every day, and it starts as soon as I wake up. So on Spotify, they have oh. this AI DJ. Yeah. And it, as long as you've been on – oh, my gosh. As long as you've been on Spotify. Who does it? It 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 has curated, like, all these different, like, trends and stuff you used to listen to, and, like, it knows what you want to listen to. Yeah. And so, like, I, I rap – I get that DJ going every morning and it knows like every morning I go to work, like Taylor I'll turn on like my, usually before. <laughs> Allegedly. This is what they say. I don't know. <laughs> Allegedly. I don't want to get in trouble from the leader. I bet, I bet if you go to the, the hundred most played songs in your library, I'm sure at least 60 of them are Taylor Swift. You're going to tell me that all too well, 10 minute version came out and it wasn't top five in your life. freaking streamed songs of that i'm not gonna lie to you i don't remember yeah i couldn't tell you the last time i listened to taylor swift listen we can't go down this rabbit hole call we gotta stay focused i don't want to make you mad this is we gotta stay focused i need you i need you locked in here okay I don't okay, need you okay. Mad i'm sorry i'm sorry you ready all right i'm ready clear clear the comms got it ai good now leave me the freak alone. No, no, we're good. Okay, I want to know what you found out. Where did you start, Alex? Rabbit holes, stuff, the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything. So I started with, I was reading, well, at first I listened to a couple of podcasts on the way home. I found this, I literally just searched AI on Spotify yeah. and a couple of podcasts popped up. And I found one, it was like 15 minute episodes. So I listened to a couple of those and that gave me some ideas on what I wanted to research. Um, 
I was reading an article. The first thing it did was define artificial intelligence. So I feel like that could be important to start with. Um, and it's the study and design of intelligent agents able to perform tasks that require human intelligence. So that's, you know, things that are not human that can do human things, basically. Um, and then the way that they test, like the effectiveness of it is something called the Turing test. Some guy back in like the 1940s or 50s um, was already, you know, thinking about AI and how effective it might be to your point of how far back it's been going. Um, mm-hmm. And his idea of the test was if two, if you can read two scripts, basically, so you don't actually see the things or hear them, it's just written communication. If you can read those and not tell which one is human and which one's robot, then it passes the Turing test, which means... Mm-hmm. The conversation yep. has gotten so good that it yeah. sounds like human. Um, and we're still, I don't think, to that point. I don't, I need to clarify that, but I don't think we're to the point where anything is like so perfect that you can't tell it's a robot. Um, but then, so what are the, some of the things I was looking for and I came across a lot was like wearable versions or practical versions of AI kind of like incorporated into the world. So I'll rattle through those real quickly and that's all I got. Um, so some of the different use cases that are coming up, um, one is something called Google nanoparticles. I don't know how far along this is, but it's AI nanoparticles that they would inject into your body. Oh, man. And, and then the nanoparticles. <laughs> AI good. Like from the inside are examining your body. So it could detect like if you have cancer and if a tumor starts forming, it can like attach to that tumor and shut it down. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it could check your blood and figure out if there's, you know, any diseases or anything that you had that you're not aware of. It could alert you if you're about to have a stroke or a heart attack based on how your body starts acting like before it even happens. Um, but I think convincing people to inject nano AI particles nah. into their bloodstream mm-hmm. is... Stick me, dog. Good. You don't know what you're a- getting into. AI good. <laughs> right. AI like, AI if we could talk about it, that sounds so cool, but... Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Until um, then. And then there's a company that's using AI to increase like their marketing and stuff. So it it tracks how people react, like their emotions. And I guess that's not something that marketing companies can really do right now. Um, so like they could, you know, show a commercial and then the AI can, you know, see how the person reacts to it. And be like, okay, this commercial is really effective. You know, people like this type of thing. Yeah. Um, so increasing their marketing, which has a whole rabbit hole of how they could better control us without us even realizing uh, in farming. I didn't expect to find it in farming. Um, Same. There's like these micro sensors that they are trying to, you know, start dropping into the ground to increase like uh, efficiency and help prevent droughts and stuff. Cause they can be, you know, figure out exactly how much to water, when to water the nutrients, all that stuff. Crazy. And then the CIA is making their own version of chat GPT. Uh, so wait, go, go on. It's yeah. So it's going to be shared amongst all of the, I think they said there's 16 intelligence agencies in the U S and it could have access like their, I guess, use case is sorting very large amounts of data very quickly. And somebody was like, well, okay, so what is usable data for the CIA? And they said, assume it is any and everything. So phone records, text messages, emails, anything that they have access to from, you know, all the laws and things that happened post nine 11, all the, Freedom Act, I think is what they Patriot, were. Yeah, Patriot Act. Patriot yeah. Act. Patriot Act. Um, anything the CIA has access to could then be put into some type of artificial intelligence and then quickly sifted through and aggregated by this 
chat GPT basically. Um, yep. which sounds incredibly dangerous. Like when they passed the Patriot Act, I don't think that was something they saw coming. You know, we didn't, I don't think knew. Maybe they did. Maybe that's why part of it happened. I don't know. Uh, and then the last one that excites me is like how they can use it within food and nutrition. They were talking about like AI being put into glasses and you could look at a food item and it could tell you all the nutritional value and like, yes, this is something you should eat within your diet or no, it's not. Um, or another thing I thought about was like, especially in America, we deal with a lot. There's like ingredients in food that we don't even know are in there or, you know, high sugar content for no reason or like red 40 or, you know, whatever dyes or causes stuff. You could look at something and it could instantly tell you, hey, this is something that, uh, you know, has an increased risk of cancer or whatever. So those are some of the different things that are coming yeah. up. And that's why I got excited and I got you know, maybe not more comfortable or confident, but there's some cool ways that AI could help us out and maybe it's not yeah. all destruction. Yeah. See that some, some of those things towards the end is kind of what piqued my, my concern a little bit only because like, I don't know, with some of those things, I, I guess I need to put it this way. The food that has the bad stuff in it sells the most with the companies that have the most money, the most influence. So the only thing that scared me is the more I looked it up, the more it relies on the input of human intelligence and human reactions. I think that's what scares me the most. And so that, that, that was basically, that was probably the only intro we needed because it was essentially the same thing that I sent you all, just kind of where it came from. And there was this conference in the 50s and it was kind of bouncing off the walls a little bit. Nothing really came of it um, because back then it was like an absurd, like it, it, it was almost like, it was almost like having lights when electricity first came around. Like you could flex on your neighbors by turning the light switch on if you had a computer <laughs> and like the, the rate they were going for. That's why like only the top public universities in the world had a computer at that time. But anyway, it wasn't until like the eighties and nineties to where it really took off. And then from there, it just like exponentially grew. And I did find this graph and that, that was that, that test you saw where it tests um, to see where the intelligence and the separation of like the human cognition are separated or at least equal. And it actually said in this one thing that I found in that one organization article on that one website that I sent that it evened out at in 2014. So oh, wow. in 2014, the machine basically came right even with the human intelligence input, blah, 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 like to where you said you can't tell whether it's a computer or a person. So then I started looking about from there and it all came down to, you know, like the eighties and the nineties, the reason it wasn't able to do it. Cause the first thing that was invented was basically like this little mouse that they created and it went through this maze and it was able to remember what it did. And then that's what held back most of it for the next, you know, 20, 25 years was a computer's ability to not have a lot of memory or have a lot of storage. So that's kind of what held back the ability for it to learn. So when that happened, it basically just like took off, you know, when you add in more, terabytes and gigabytes and plasma bytes and taylor swift bytes or whatever but once it did take once it did take Why? off and, i'm sorry i had to throw that in once it once it did take off and and really gain some steam i think the thing that like worried me is there was a story in like either the mid let's just say like mid 70s and the um like the chess champion of the world was defeated by basically one of the first ai supercomputers mm -hmm. and for me like that was kind of my first red flag of we always think that it's new but in all reality like we're talking in the 70s which is you know what what is that like 50 years ago gosh i'm about yeah. to just i'm about to 
yeah, that's been, you know, 50 something years ago. Um, it was already doing something to where it had to have those thoughts. It doesn't know what chess is, but it, yet, yet it was able to kind of take down somebody. Anyway, like when I started reading about like the test and how the curve's getting up and then how it's basically like they have to put in human reactions for it to be able to learn what it is. And to me, like I always default to the faults of humans. And it's like, we are taught to not taught. We just have this natural instinct to defy and manipulate and kind of bend our way around the truth. So now you get something that is learning this fast and is almost going to surpass us or has already surpassed us, surpassed us. It's like, where does it go from there once it gets smarter than we are? And that's like someone that's dumber controlling something that <laughs> like, I don't know. That's like me trying to control like a brain surgeon and then like trying to lecture him all day. Like eventually he's going to get bored. He's going to figure out that I'm an idiot. He's going to figure out that he's a lot smarter than me. So once he figures that out, once AI figures that out, like what's the move after that, I guess, is the first question I have for you. I think, I think everyone's biggest fear is that AI becomes sentient, right? Like yes. it starts thinking 100%. on its own and starts evolving. And so I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago about like, where has AI like gone as far as where it started to where it is now? And so it was asking these questions that clearly there's no information on, on the internet. And it was like random. It was like, okay, you have a laptop, like three books and a dozen eggs. I need you to stack them perfectly balanced without the eggs breaking. And it spit out the answer just like that. It's like, you're going to line up the eggs three by three or three by four. And you're going to place the laptop on there and then you're going to place the books on the corner. It just like knew the answer immediately for a question that was just made up on the spot. So it begs the question of like, how is it getting this information so quick about things that don't exist? But then at the same time, you're asking it questions like, I don't know, just absurd questions that it can't figure out. And it's just like, I don't know. I was asking it today. So we, in practice today, we did a bajeering tournament and this is like an old Chinese game, but basically you have 11 kids and they play nine games, three on three and each game they have different teammates. So when you add up wins and point differentials or whatever, and chat GPT could not get, like I asked it over, I was like, okay, well, I need you to make a tournament format. And then it did. And I was like, okay, well, I need you to make it round robin. I need these kids to be on. And it could not figure it out. So I'm like, how can you do all of this crazy things? I just need you to make three versus three tournaments. And you can't. Like, sometimes yeah, it's crazy. like the, the coolest invention you've ever seen. And then other times it's like, oh, this is a robot that doesn't know everything yet. Yet is coming. But right now, mm -hmm. I think we're in a good spot of, like, control. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think for right now, everything starts out with the intention of being as good as possible, I guess. Like you were saying, like when you start using it in the medical field and you can have this preventative or you can have all these preventative measures and use it for the good and stay ahead of stuff and be proactive. But I will say, unfortunately, is that things like the, I don't know, like the pharmaceutical industry and how you know, people are treated for health problems for the rest of their life. And that's money in certain people's pocket. It's like how much of it is really being restrained instead of the full go going towards good. And then if, 
I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know how you'd use it that bad in those regards, but like, I wonder how much restraint is truly being used in the areas that are going to affect billion dollar businesses. You know what I'm saying? And that, this is such an evil mindset to have. But at the end of the day, if like human beings are doing that to each other, and now we have this artificial machine that can almost do it more effectively, I think that's where my thoughts started to going as I read more about like, obviously we're in control. We have to teach it the feedbacks and everything. And then once it gets smarter than us, it almost would make me feel better if it became sentient, because I think it would start to turn around and look at you and say, wait, 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 you want to use me for this kind of like in iRobot. Like he knows that those people are wanting to do bad things and he doesn't want to do that. So he almost like revolts against it. So like maybe it, I think I just switched my mindset. I don't know what I just did there. I think I just <laughs> argued myself into agreeing with you, Alex. Like, it almost makes me feel better as it evolves because if it is controlled solely by humans and they're able to control it, I think unfortunately there's going to be a lot of, I think there's going to be a lot more bad than good. I think it's a bad way to put it, but I think there's going to be a lot more negative with it. I think it's going to be used to cut jobs. I think it's going to be used to, um, in the farming industry, I think it's going to be used to make sure that they can get away with keeping that red dye in the food. I don't know. That's, that's where my, that's where my mind goes as we do have control over it. I don't think it's necessarily going to be the best idea in the world if humans are able to control it fully a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. I, I think it was in the same article I was reading. I I kept seeing this term called AGI, which is artificial general intelligence. I guess that's like the idea we're talking about of it being able to do fully human things, like creating new ideas and uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And this one guy, I mean, he's just one person. He said that his analogy was currently, like if you take where AI is at and compare it to like space travel, he said, you know, right now we have rockets that can go to the moon and that's it. He said AGI is as far off as us being able to like light travel, like Star Wars and like, you know, be able to do something like that. So he thinks that we're very, very far away from having an AI that is human, I guess, because we just like, they don't know how to, they they don't know what makes us human, you know? Like, yeah. And, and, and I think there's always that element, which it's, it, it goes a lot deeper than, than what I guess I think it truly is, but I think they'll never be able to touch that human element, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately where they use it to is trying to do that. You ever heard of that term like transhumanism or whatever, where it's like they are trying to implant you with stuff and they're almost trying to turn you into that robot, not necessarily trying to make the robots like us, but they're almost trying to make us more like, yeah, they're almost trying to make us more like the robots and just integrate those two and almost take the good from each side and then combine it and see what happens, which that's kind of a scary thought too. Like, I don't know if I would ever, and, and I think this is just, me rolling the dice and believing in something a lot more different conversation or whatever. But I don't think I would want to know if I'm about to have a heart attack or something's going to happen because I think at some point, like some stuff's going to happen to you and I don't think you're going to have any control over that. But I don't know if like, maybe I develop this weird side effect of having whatever kind of strain of COVID is going to have. And then they can just put a couple of nanoparticles in me and then I'm healed from that. Like, I think there's good in that for some people, but that also scares the crap out of me that they want to put start putting stuff in our bodies too at the same time. Because it's like, do they know how that's going to react when they put those things in there? Like, they're, 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 there's no way to tell unless you have a huge pool of people to kind of see. And it's like, when is that going to start happening, you know? I think the answer is obvious, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> there's There's a show with yellow people called the Simpsons. And they've Dude, predicted they predict a lot of everything. crazy, 
pre they predicted that could Trump be a podcast episode become itself. president in 2000. Um, they also predicted in 2016 that Kobe Bryant's helicopter would crash. Dude, that was nuts. And in 1993, they predicted the coronavirus pandemic and described all the details that would happen. Yeah. They also, in season 23, episode 17, there's a lot of clips about robots working instead of humans in the tech industry. And then it becomes like every day. Um, Homer worked at a nuclear plant, I believe, and all of those jobs were lost to artificial intelligence. So if history is accurate with the Simpsons, it's coming, dude. And it, it makes you think like if kind of like Alex or one of you said last week about like, what would be your first thing if you had the top AI would be like cutting jobs and 100%. like, but like we talked about butterfly effect too. You cut jobs that has so many people unemployed, losing health insurance. So people get sick and people are not like, where does that unemployment and lack of insurance and finances, how does that affect the rest of the country and then the world? And then how does AI who doesn't need that stuff keep rising to the top as people just keep being yeah. pushed down and pushed down, start rioting and um, like protesting. And it just, I think it's a vicious cycle that is just inevitable. Well, and I think what sucks too is that then leads to dependency on the people that are at the top controlling this AI. They come in with a solution for all those people. So like, not only did you become efficient in, cause I mean the, the people that, and, and dude, I was listening to podcast the other day too. Did y'all know that 89% of the S and P 500 companies are owned by three companies? Uh, like I, I hear these companies all the time, but I need to listen to a little bit more, but it's BlackRock, State Street mm-hmm. and Vanguard. They own and they've been buying up. They said by 2035, they're going to own 65% of the real estate in the United States of America. But anyway, it's a completely different story. But it's like ultimately the people at the top are business business money related. I mean, they're, they're financially motivated and they probably own or have connections or shares within the economy to some type of business. So like for me, not only did you just cut jobs and get more efficient in your business mind but now you have an answer for all these people that have been laid off well it's not that bad look what i can do for you there's this new show there's this new oculus there's this new gaming system here's this this and this so it's it's almost like a double win when you look at it and like i don't always look at it in such a dark shade but it's like every piece of every piece of technology or equipment or anything like that that we introduce or see or touch ultimately gets used for two things power or money and if you can combine a little bit of both and keep the power while making more money it's like holy cow that's about the most obvious route that you can take with this inevitably you create a problem and then you sell a solution hey exactly. you're just exactly like not only it, go ahead and plug yeah. his nerve link into your brain yes And then it's like, oh, hey, by the way, while you're doing that, you're going to be smarter, but we need you to do this. You're going to work from home. You're going to you're going to live. There's going to be a grocery store right on the street. You don't have to leave this giant apartment complex slash slash city slash park that we just built for you. And then now we've got you where you want or we've got you where we want you. We're making money in our businesses. And then now every time we push a certain button, you have to do certain things for us type deal. I don't know. Could could be a dark street. I don't know. I don't know where that could be head or where or that could head. But I don't know. It's kind of point where we have a ability to press a button, and Taylor Swift is in the <laughs> living room, dude. 
<laughs> you you are one of the ones that's going to get suckered in day one because that algorithm's already got you figured out. Your FBI's your FBI agents watching you, and they're like, "Dude, I got a first subject for us right now." There's this guy that loves Taylor Swift. If we can get a hologram to show up in his living room, we got one. Well, they do put all the nanoparticles in me. Yeah, I'm whatever AI comes out like. I don't know if I have to sign up. I have to wait in line like we did the freaking NCAA copy that came out. Like I'm standing in line and I'm getting it, dude. Dude, no doubt. I'm I'm bought no into doubt. the AI like whatever. Like it, it can't yeah. be bad. It can't be I bad. Think... It's just for an idiot like me, I, I'm just going to search stupid stuff all day. Same. I think it's more of, of – I think it's going to be pretty user-friendly for a long time. And I think what's really going to happen at the top or what's going to what's going to inevitably kind of turn into whatever they want to turn it into at the top, I think that'll always be hidden for us. I think they're always going to roll out. And like you said, you kind of create a problem, give a solution, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think you just kind of create a distraction too. give us the chat GPT. Like, I think what we have now is not even close to what they touch at the top at like your Googles and the uh, meta and all that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Meta and, and, and like all those big time tech companies that for sure have something significantly smarter than what we have. But you give us access to what we have. And this is such like a big technological advancement that I think it's just going to blow our minds to where like we think this is it because it's something like we've never seen before. But in all reality, they have the one up top that's dealing with kind of the bigger things that they want us to try to push. Now, granted, like you said, idiot like me. Chat GPT 6.0, that's, I'm going to use it every single day. I'm going to search dumb stuff. It's going to get assignments done for me. It's going to write lesson plans. It's going to write professional emails to parents. It is going to serve me in my life and make my life a whole lot easier and probably distract me for a pretty good while. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, and I think of like, that's going somewhere. And also this tried to be a, like a big craze and it didn't really take off. Um, except for like with a really small population of people, but like virtual reality, like that's Dude. still being cooked up in the lab right now. And I'm 100%. thinking like, there's going to be a time, probably not in the too distant future that we're talking about. Like we talk a lot about like the Longhorns and the Cowboys that you'll put on your headset or your Oculus and you're paying for a ticket from your living room to watch that game. Like you're Dude. in the it's you, I think you, that's you can already do that on the on the new meta oculuses or whatever. You can watch the game from any point of view you want within the stadium. Really? Yes. Hundred percent. I, I saw like, finals was advertising it a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And you can sit courtside on it and they have like a camera set up. And it's like obviously you set up one camera that doesn't even take up a sit because you're selling those for thirty two thousand dollars a seat. And everybody watches out of that same camera, and then you get those people to pay like ten bucks. And you're, you know, you're getting 10,000 people to watch from one camera in the part from like a, you know, uh, courtside seat or whatever. But yeah, that, I mean, I do think there's a lot of good. I really do. Like, I, I think there's going to be a lot of entertainment purposes for us. And I think it's going to serve a lot of purposes for us. And they're going to help us where I think there's, I think they're going to use it first to figure out us individually. And then I think they're going to roll things out to the majority of the people it's like, I love golf. I'll never play Pebble Beach in person, but I go put my Oculus on and I can play mm -hmm. 36 holes at Pebble Beach. So for me, that's pretty sweet and that's the good. And I think they're going to figure out everybody's algorithm. 
I think you're going to get that cool pair of Google glasses and it's going to show you all that kind of cool stuff too. And it's going to tailor to yes. you. And I think that's, that's almost how you divide and conquer right there. You get people like in their own little world, you feel like they're catering just to them and then they forget about everything and they almost put the blinders on and just get lost in playing at Pebble Beach, baby. Cause me, I probably played thousands of holes on that Oculus <laughs> playing at every single golf course that would cost me like $10,000 and I can play it for free over and over and shoot a one Oh two over and over <laughs> and over baby and have so much fun. But I don't know. So now let's factor in the conversation and what is like, take the before and after opinion you just had. And now what's like the final verdict opinion of artificial intelligence around the table. I don't want to go first on this one. I'm not going to lie. I want to hear somebody else's answer first. I have one other thought that oh, yeah. may or may not sway opinions. I want to um, you're talking about like, you know, the upper people knowing stuff and us not having access to it. And that always makes me think of the the military because they have like the most ginormous budget out of everyone. And I think a lot of times they're on the cutting edge of these, you know, discoveries and things. Back to like our F-35 conversation, they spent, I think, over a trillion dollars on just the F-35 program alone. Um, and there's always this money missing and we don't know where it went. Maybe yeah. that's on AI projects. Maybe that's on, you know, things that we just can't know about. So I'm sure they have some level of, you know, AI or who knows what that we have no idea. Maybe we'll never see it, but maybe we will. And maybe yeah. that'll be the last thing we see. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little less comfortable after our conversation. Justin got a lot, <laughs> good, of, good. Got a lot of dark takes on dude, it. Dude, I do, uh, man. I don't know why. Really, I don't know why I always go that way, but I, I just do. I don't know why, man. No, you bring up good points that like the people that are controlling what this is going to do are not the people that I want controlling anything in my life. So <laughs> true. Yeah. True, yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, great. <laughs> not great. I just think that these people are doing all of this stuff and we're like, we come on here week after week of like, they're trying to distract us. What's going to be next? We have missing trains, missing submarines. We have missing jets. We have Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And then we just like, we're like they're never going to get us. But, <laughs> I know. But, and yet every but week here Saturday, we are. What do you do all day Saturday? We watch yeah, football. Are, what do you do all day I Sunday? Use, I don't use binoculars, but I like to we watch, watch football. What do yeah. you do? Monday, Monday night. night. What do yeah. you do Thursday? No, no doubt. doubt. Like, no doubt. Like, hey, they're Wednesday like, these night people action are... is back. Maction. What's a maction? It, it's it's Mac. the Mac conference. It's because there's like 35 people, so they have to play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays so that they can watch it on ESPN. Anyway. Oh, sorry. well, it's not Eastern back in my household. The Middle, Middle Eastern. Oh, I thought you said Middle Eastern. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Middle Eastern. Mid-Atlantic. Yes, yeah, yes, you're right. The Middle Eastern. Yeah. Hey, you know they got money. Yeah, they play casual over there. Yeah, dude. They got, yeah. Freaking They're playing Saudi Arabian football. They have helmets yeah, that you'll football. never get a concussion in, no doubt. They're using AI, for sure. Yeah. They're not even playing football. AI is playing football in their bedroom. <laughs> They're too... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Middle Eastern football. That was stupid. Oh, uh, that was funny. Anyway, Colin, you were saying about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm just saying, dude, we're like, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but they're like, we're going to keep we these people dumb. All they're going to work all week. 
and they finally get the weekend, and we're gonna have them glued to the TV. Like glued. We're gonna do whatever we want because all the people who are dumb are gonna do dumb stuff. Oh, football is over. It's basketball season. Do you like basketball? I don't. But we got trades that are happening right now to get us prepared and locked yeah, in. Yeah, they do. Because Damian Lillard's playing with old Gianna Galato. So we're going to be just watching. <laughs> we're going to be watching basketball. And then hockey comes. And you're like, oh, you don't like hockey. Dude. But they're getting a new team in New Jersenheimer. And we're like, okay, well, we got to see what the new league's about. And then we're, we, it's a vicious cycle it of is, just man. keeping the man down while the rich people, I don't know, they're probably being rich. And the smart people are just like, creating this world that doesn't need dumb people and we're just watching football that's why that's why i make sure that i read 10 books a year is my goal so that at least i can just be a smart idiot and maybe just kind of blend in for the rest of my life and not stick out too much but not be the guy that you look at and you're like yeah that guy's got to go natural selection maybe i can just you know float around right in the middle to where i can just kind of live out my life and um i don't know go to Florida and be a part-time coach because it's way too stressful in Texas sometimes. I don't know. I am, I kind of, I scared myself, but also like convinced myself that it was not going to be as bad as what I thought. I think, I think it's as good. I think this is something that can be almost subdued by the bigger population of normal people because I think that our opinion is ultimately going to sway what's going to happen. And I think popularity is always going to rule in something like this. So I think we'll be in control of it, doing a lot of good things. I really do like entertainment wise and socially. And as long as people start doing it, keep doing stuff together and connecting each other and using things like this, you know, even though we're hours away from each other, we get to do this every week. And as Mm -hmm. long as like good people are in control of it and there's enough good people. And I really think there are in the world. I think it'll trend in a good direction. But then, you know, just like everything, I think there's there's people that have bad intentions, but I think that's everybody at some point. But I don't know. I, I, I've i kind of confused myself after I, like, talked myself to both sides. But I think it's going to be good because I also know that it's inevitable, like just change in general. So I think it's however us specifically want to take it. Like I think us being just kind of the average American, we can kind of blend in a little bit. So I'm going to use it for stuff that's going to benefit me and my family. And I don't think I'm ever going to make a ripple in the water. So I'm going to say it's good. I'm going to say it's good. The the thing is change is so rapid. So I was, I was thinking of like, our like the United States is like 300 years old. Like we're pretty, we're pretty new, pretty new. And like from 1776 to amen, Gosh, like 1920, we had so much of our country happening. And I say 1920 because that's when the television was invented. So up from 1776 to 1920, we had a president. We had presidents in this country and nobody knew what they looked like. Yeah. Like they could they could go anywhere. They had radio, but they could go anywhere and be like, well, I can do this because I'm the president. They're like, no, you're not. Like you're nobody not George. knew. You don't look like George. So you don't sound like George. A hundred years we've had TV Yeah, from the point where you could see people that aren't in your like visual area to now the last hundred and three years, we've made so many strides with, no like, doubt. to where we're at now. No doubt. And that's not that long of time. That's a third that it's our not. country's been around. Yeah. 
we're doomed. <laughs> it's, I, I think that that's a part that scares me too, is like how quickly this has already been learning and how quickly it evolves. And even the people that I've heard talk about it, like some of the CEOs of these big tech companies, it scares them. Like Elon Musk is terrified of it and he knows a lot. He knows a lot. And yeah. so like, if it scares people like that, like, I think that's the only thing that kind of keeps me on the edge of my seat is like, these guys even fear what it's capable of. And they're some of the smartest people on the entire planet. So I don't know. I just think that like, as long as I keep asking chat GPT to make me some funny poems about a guy who's got diarrhea, I think I'll be okay. I think if I just don't overstep my boundaries, I think I'm going to be able to use it for good guys. I think I'm going to use it to, um, I'm going to make a painting of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and then Colin Rutherford kind of laying at their feet. I'm going to see if I can get like an AI graphic to make that for the next one. That's going to be the background of my podcast. It's going to be the, <laughs> going to be the background the new, of my screen. The new Instagram podcast. picture. If you make it, it, we'll it, put it on the ground. Dude, yes. Man. I need to find some like AI, AI artwork website or something. I'm going to get that I just made. think, I think public fear is just so dumb. And I say that because everyone's like, when coronavirus came around everyone was like no i'm not getting the shot they're gonna take away my rights they're gonna they're looking to like stop me and i was like dude no one at the top cares about you in the slightest <laughs> nobody cares about me they're like oh we're, we're gonna track colin's phone like nobody even cares yeah. dude trump's stealing stuff at margo lago biden's falling down the clintons are just killing people and everyone's like oh they're gonna read my text <laughs> no they're not no they're dude. not they got bigger fish to fry and bigger people to push off a freaking paddleboard get out of like watch what you say on good times bad friends about josh hamilton like you're gonna get censored <laughs> like nobody cares <laughs> yeah. dude one of our eight viewers listen hey whoa, whoa, whoa. i was about to say don't say that you got eight people that love us that are ride yeah. or die for us colin and six they called countries. in this week they yeah. called in this week. I got a text message asking when the pod was going to drop from an unknown number. <laughs> Did you really? For Yes, dude. Dude, that is awesome. Freaking big time. Dude, we're so big time. That's good stuff. But I don't know if y'all saw some things in the news, kind of my opening act type deal. But did you see the Taylor Swift effect? I mean, the Swifties here are gonna are gonna lose their mind. Did oh, you yeah. see what Taylor Swift has done for Travis Kelsey in the yes. past week since the Bears game? Dude, crazy. Let me let me quantify it for you, right? So here's a tweet that I saw actually yesterday, and I screenshotted it, and I was like, this is definitely the thing that I'm leaning off with right here, which I'm also going to kind of pick y'all's brains about something that I think that is kind of a reach, but I just like to get people riled up. Anyone hear opinions? Well, but reach around. Let's hear. Since this is what I'm talking about, little trombone, here we go. Since... <laughs> Taylor Swift showed up to Sunday's Chiefs-Bears game. Granted, not even a week, not even seven days yet. A 400% spike in Travis Kelsey jersey sales. How about that? That's wild. Kelsey's podcast, which is really good, by the way, with or without her, is really good. And there's some really funny TikToks about the wives kind of basically telling the husbands that she's making him famous, even though obviously we know, which is going to kind of water down my, my hot take a little bit. But anyway. Kelsey's podcast ranks now number one overall on Apple Podcasts by like far, like bar none, I guess because of just in the past week or whatever. It's a spectacular podcast, by the way. But I guess before this, it had never been number one. But now it is ranked currently ranked number, number one, two? the best spot, the best podcast. Is what? Uh, yeah. They, Wait, what? Kelsey Brothers took first spot. Good Times, Bad Friends took the second spot, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We obviously right, were in right. the lead. Like, if you're talking like over in Indonesia, <laughs> we're definitely top three, no doubt, because you right. know ninety eight percent of their population gotcha. listens to us. But not to spoil it, um, next week's guest may um, be a new influencer in Travis Kelsey's reasoning for being number one in this podcast. So we'll just we'll get Taylor's coming. We'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll figure coming, it out. Later. I'm sorry. I'm re- Spoiler alert! I can't hold it anymore. Taylor's coming. Taylor's coming. Is it? Can we? Are we at the point to where we can just say stuff like that? Just get people to view, and at least we got people to stop by. Like good times, bad friend. Taylor's just, version. <laughs> should you just just we'll just pick a name out of a hat of his celebrity, and we'll say if they're going to be a, a guest guest. A Ellen DeGeneres is coming next week. Ellen DeGeneres talk about how she's a freaking pedophile. Anyway. So Travis Kelsey, not doing too bad, right? Mm-hmm. Kelsey adds almost half a million Instagram followers since that. And I know he's popular, but whatever. She's freaking boosting this. Uh, that game was the number one game watched in the entire NFL all year long so far. There was 24.3 million people watched that game. So I guess that's why they kept cutting it back over to her or whatever. And there's a video that is absolutely hilarious, by the way of the players down on the field. Yes. And they pan the camera over to her. They look over and there's like, there's literally a coach with a headset and they're all like, Oh shit. Is that Taylor Swift? And they're like, yes, yeah, Taylor Swift. And, the, and then another guy will be like, what? And they'll be like, yes, yeah, Taylor Swift. He's like, that's Taylor Swift. And then there'd be like another guy and he'd be like, what? <laughs> it's like the entire chief sideline was like blown away. Anyway, 63% jump in female viewers ages 18 to 49. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> And then with that comes a three times increase in searching the words Chiefs football team on the web, which 100% stems from probably the 18 to 23-year-old girls that came in and started watching the game, had no idea what was going on, knew that Travis Kelsey played for the Chiefs, and literally Googled Chiefs football team. (laughs) Uh, Chiefs football. And just tried to learn everything that they possibly can. And then how about this? The Chiefs sold more tickets in a single day to that game than any game so far, I think, in the past like five years is what it said. So how about that for the old Taylor Swift effect for Travis Kelsey? Now, that begs my question. Taylor Swift obviously is like, to me, she's like she's like Michael Jackson-esque right now. Like as far as – She is the Michael Jackson of our generation. She's 100%. Like the, like the new age Michael Jackson, a little, little bit – anyway – um, hopefully she has a doctor that loves her, but yeah. knows what yeah, I was talking about. Down. That, that was not supposed to be direct anything except for the fact that his doctor probably killed. But anyway, uh, I do not want to go paddleboarding. I also want to make that known from the very beginning of this podcast. I have no <laughs> plans on going paddleboarding at all. Now, Travis Kelsey is obviously, I know he's kind of been the butt of the jokes about Taylor Swift making him famous. Mm-hmm. Somewhat personally hot take. I think that it is a hundred percent a PR stunt on his side maybe set up maybe edged into it by an agent started off as a joke and then he realized like dang this could be like really really big for me and my brand or i'm looking to maybe get out of football in the next couple years and i'm trying to get something rolling and stay extremely relevant or do we think it's just a celebrity true love story what do y'all think i want to get y'all's thoughts on it if it were the case why would taylor go along with it what does she gain Exactly. And, and, and like, I think nothing has happened except for just more holes have been poked in my theory. But I, I was kind of thinking at first, I was like, I don't know, maybe Travis like 
started out because it mm-hmm. started off as kind of like a joke, like this little mysterious thing was happening on the podcast, and then they ended up just right. like being together. But to me, like every time you see them, like they're kind of like walking by each other, but they don't look like a couple to me. They kind of just look like two people that are becoming this image together. I don't know. I don't know why I got that feeling, but you're right. Well, I mean, they, they, like what is Taylor Swift, the, the biggest icon in the world, selling out literally stadiums right now? Like what does she have to gain from this? She Except has a like all the people that weren't able to go to her like stadium tour. She has a movie coming out on October 13th of her yeah. – concert in the theaters so it just seems like an odd time for her to be in the limelight in the males world of football trying to get people to fill movie theater seats to go see this at the same time you're dang so you're spinning it in like taylor's camp is pushing this a little bit as i think it's mutual i think yeah yeah, Super Bowl for sure, champ for sure, for sure. Like pop sensation together. Like yeah. there's an election coming up. We we talk all the time. Oh, what are they going to distract us with next? And we're just letting it happen. Yeah, dang, you're right. And that's all. Mm. Was, like that literally consumed like an entire class period for me. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> they got me. Dang it. Yeah, it's all TikTok. It's dang all it. social media. It's all Freaking everything right jets. now. And there's like, yeah. oh, what are they going to get with us next? It's football season. We're we're going to be locked in. And we see this. Blonde up there, Travis Kelsey just smiling, and Patrick Mahomes is like, "I just want to meet her," and it's all social media. And we're like, "Okay, cool." The, the plants are dying. <laughs> what? What plants are dying? What are you talking? About? It's small. Where I did that figured, come from? I just figured some stuff was going down. <laughs> figure, figure. Dude, Pluto's Pluto's farting. The roses are dying. Like, what's next? He's like, God, leave the bees alone. are dying. <laughs> Movies are all sequels <laughs> these days. <laughs> Ain't nobody going for no honey. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think it's mutual. I don't know. I, I think it's mutual to the fact of, is it really mutual for Taylor Swift? But then you think about like, that's that's an area and a demographic of people that maybe she's not like, just like that game alone, just because she was there, there's 63% increase in, in the field of women from 18 to 49. So what do you think Taylor Swift gains from going into that type of clientele that may have no idea who she is. And then now they're interested in her and vice versa. So it's like, I don't know. Is it, is it digging too deep to say it's like some sort of like a business deal or like almost like a contractual thing, or are we just trying to make something out of nothing? I mean, I think it could be, I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I that's, mean, like you said, they, interesting like take. in the video when they were leaving, they were just two people walking beside each other. And then yeah. I, I was gonna say they 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 just they just look like homies leaving the game, you know. Like I don't think they look like they were newly. They they, like they don't look like that new, you know, when like you first get together with someone. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like can't walk anywhere without being almost like face to face and stuff. And I love my right, wife. She didn't even still like that. Wrap his arm around context, her. but yeah, exactly. Like, but she was sitting with mom in the in the booth. But now that they're walking together, she's not like holding his arm. Like but I understand, like these guests like would be in the booth with his mom, he, so maybe we made a big deal about that. Maybe there's not even a deal there. He just any of his guests that come sit in his suite. I think, yeah, um, I think no matter what. Okay, so obviously, big Taylor Swift fan, huge yes, Swift. We bought yes, tickets day one that it was going to the theaters, so we're there. <laughs> I think. Whatever box Taylor Swift is in, 
<laughs> it is now her box. Kelsey's mom is the guest at this point. Like, no doubt. Yeah, she turned box. every head in the stadium to look at her. And Travis, mom, Kelsey's mom was just like, ah, I'm just, just happy to be here. And oh, I love Taylor Swift. I tweeted at her every day in high school that you did. Mm. And she left me on red. And she, she probably never read it at all. I'm sure, I'm sure eventually whoever actually does run her social media, she was like, Taylor, can you just like look at this? Like this dude is done. I mean, this is probably the most loyal guy. I don't know. I, I wonder what I'm sure, dude, somebody at that level, first of all, did you see, did you also see the video where they were swearing up and down that she was sneaking out in a popcorn machine? Did y'all see that? Yes, I did. Cause she did it at her <laughs> concert. Yes. Which is hilarious by the way that like, and it's kind of sad too. It's like us granted, you know, second highest rate podcast on Apple. Good times, bad friends. Anyway, behind the Kelsey's, Thanks freaking Taylor Swift being a jerk. But like, can you imagine just like, you just can't run into the convenience store and grab a bottle of water without being mall. I could not imagine that. It gotta be a level. There's gotta be a level of stress of you literally cannot go out in the public without being mauled by people who are just absolutely obsessed with you. Yeah. She's to a level where like, if people saw her in public, it oh, would no yeah. longer be like a fan girl. Like she's like, it's a danger. I would think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely unsafe for her. And like two is I would love to pick someone's brain at that level and just be like, Hey, tell me like the 10 craziest stories, like stocked, like, I don't, I don't know if y'all saw, but there were, there was a, there was an assassination attempt on RFK by a guy who dressed up as like a state trooper deputy or whatever. And just like sold this whole story, went through a background check, like, this was like months to plan out, like applying for a job and everything. And it's like, I wonder what the crazy story she has about somebody who just like desperately wanted to get within like 20 feet of her, like this elaborate yeah. story, like making up stuff. Like I'm sure they hear some crazy stuff. She is the biggest, I would say like Michael Jackson S. Oh, hundred percent easily. Like today she's like worldwide fame. Like anywhere she, she puts out go, music like every couple of years and yes. is just re-releasing her old stuff because of all of the like lawsuits yeah, no, and that. stuff and is it's crushing. Attractive, yeah. So much more famous. When you can sell out. You watch. <laughs> your... I'm not a fan. Mm. Oh no. I don't want the E. I don't want there, the E. There's, there's, there's going to be a, there's going to be a fight now. I don't know. I, okay. I will say, I don't mind. Um, yeah, I, she just like, she sings like, she's just like, she's the creepy stalker. I don't know. I'm sorry, Colin. I don't, I don't want to okay. get you. Where, where, where's this going? I don't want to get you out of She's going to turn into an ambush. Alex, let's get him. Let's get him. <laughs> what she, the heck is happening here? <laughs> I don't know. Like she's always played the card of like, that boy wasn't good enough. And it's like, you've dated 165 people. Like, slow down and find quality over quantity. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry, Carl. I don't want to get you riled up. That's, that's I just, just don't, that's, like, you're saying, like, <laughs> just because I think, and I don't want to get our podcast <laughs> pulled, but I think she was allegedly, allegedly yeah, say, she allegedly. liked boys and girls there for a little bit. Allegedly. And, allegedly. And now, she, she just like just like Miley Cyrus came out with a new song of like I was young and I was making mistakes. Taylor, the same thing, and now she's trying to settle down with a big burly man, two time Super Bowl champ. She's trying to get her life where people actually know who she is. So she's dating a football player. 
because that's that's like someone the you want to of the group, right? Yeah, I was about to say yeah. you want to go for you want to go for a dude like that. Ooh, mm. maybe start off with like Mark Zuckerberg or somebody. You know, let's not go for the guy who plays the most primitive game on earth and who's all about flashiness and has more money than he'll ever know what to do with. It always leads to great decisions for a young man. Okay, I don't know what Taylor did to you, but I think it's time to turn this subject to something else. So <laughs> Okay, okay. We'll cut Me it off Taylor before. Got bad before yeah, I just want to say, if I ever see Taylor on the street, there's going to be some real beef, homie. Just, I, I just want to put that out there. A little PSA I announcement. Just, I just don't it's going to go down. I, I, think, I think it's time. She better have a heck of a bodyguard. Colin, I do not. This podcast is just now starting to take off. I don't want to ruin it, so I'm done. Alex and I apologize for attacking your hero, your Mufasa, your allegedly. Well, I think I think something needs to happen now, and I'm going to tell you what that something is. (laughs) Okay. After um, finding out that this podcast was um, a Gatesville hot topic, and you telling everyone that like I was the creator, which I appreciate, I think that gives me a little power. So, oh no, time to cash cash in with that. <laughs> I think both of you on air right now owe Taylor Swift a genuine heartfelt you don't want that. You apology. Don't. I think I think you could take Ooh, some time. Taylor, eat it. No. <laughs> Alex? <laughs> Alex? <laughs> Alex, you're a guest. You're a guest. Taylor, that's true. Okay, right, I could be going tomorrow. <laughs> All Taylor that. Swift needs to do, speaking of us always um, using the example of, of popular videos on the internet, Conor McGregor made a really public apology in the middle of, of, of a area at the end of a UFC fight, right in the middle of the octagon when they, when they go to interview him. I know what you're and talking about. His apology video is exactly what I would like to offer up to Taylor Swift. So all you got to do is just go online and look up Conor McGregor apologizing to nobody. Um, <laughs> And that's exactly how I feel. So there, there, there's my stance on that. That's about as genuine as it, as it's going to get from me. I'm learning that um, power doesn't mean anything to you people. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> to you people, <laughs> you inconsiderate guests. Yeah. Do you know my, who I am? If this was my number internet. one podcast on the app store, yeah, you, you have a little bit more pull two, there. Number two, no slack at all, dog. You're, you're a lowly just like us. It's my mission, okay? <laughs> Things are going to change rapidly, boys. So buckle up. Get ready. Get ready. Okay, I, I, we can just cover one more thing. I, I didn't know that that was going to turn into to this apology session or, or whatever it kind of spiraled into uncontrolled anger from Colin. But speaking of Colin, I, to, oh, add a little, to add a little insult to injury, our little sports witch over here um, – you want to talk about everything that's that's gone completely wrong for every team that you've supported since the since the last podcast? You know, give us a little give us a little indication on that one. I'm going to say that the Cowboys, after doing the most insignificant amount of research, is not my fault because yeah. who yeah. was the team I shouted out that absolutely went downhill? Uh, the, the Texas Rangers. Okay. That's what it was. They crashed and burned, and right before old Trayvon Diggs got hurt, do you know what he did either the previous or two nights before? I did not. He threw out the first pitch for the Texas Rangers. Really? 
Oh, so I'm starting to see a trend here. I'm starting to see who the real culprit is. Yeah, yeah. You we, you were quick to point the finger at old Colin Rutherford. <laughs> but anything that the Rangers touch that could be great tears an ACL. It just crumbles. <laughs> it, either, it either drops a deep, catchable fly ball in right field or it blows in oh a my God. Either one. Oh, my gosh. And the, the problem with that is the only reason the Rangers were ever good is because their coach and all-star right fielder were on cocaine. Yeah. And they were. He was hitting bombs, though, so America really didn't care that much. Exactly. You, know? as as you hit but home it's, runs. It's like Barry Bonds. It's like, hey, he put on 45 pounds of muscle. That's a little suspect. Dude, shut up. He's hitting bombs, brother. Right. All right. Well, uh, so, yeah. So. Yeah. Rangers, if they win tonight and they just started it 11 say, minutes ago, to, yep. they they make the wild card. Yes, because, well, as of right now in the Wild Wild West, when I just looked up on the ESPN app right now, they are two and a half games ahead of the Houston Astros. Sole mm-hmm. possession of first place. How many, how many games are left right now? They have tonight and then I think – Three against the Mariners. I was about to say that's what stinks. They got a three-game lead on the Mariners, but they play a three-game series with them. So, like yep. mathematically, it's very realistic that some really bad things can happen with them. I think Rangers win tonight. They make wild card. Okay, so for sure. Yes, I, I think like tonight. It. And then if there's like a lot of different things, like Rangers win three games, Astros lose one, something yep. like that. They win the ALCS or they advance the ALDS. Nice for the first time since like 2016. Damn, dude. Which so would be that would be things, so huge. I'll be there, dude. I'm 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 bringing the mic. I'm bringing the comp, and I'm going live from the ballpark in Arlington, Globe Life Field. Here I come, dude. <laughs> Just hell yeah, dude. I love it. Well, so those. Two seem to be going downhill. The Cowboys, I wouldn't say the Cowboys are going downhill yet. It just may have been like a false confidence in how good they're going to be consistently. I still think they're a really good team, but I don't know if they're going to obviously 40 everybody or put up 70 like the freaking Dolphins did. Well, Zeke's coming back Sunday. I saw that, and they are playing the Patriots, which is that's Mm going to be a cool reunion. Is that going to be at Dallas, or is that going to be in New England? It's going to be on my TV, so I'll be watching. <laughs> okay. Fantastic, fantastic. It says it's the Patriots are on top, the Cowboys on the bottom. Uh, doesn't say anything. Dallas actually favored at by Dallas. seven points. How about that? Oh, it's at Dallas. Oh, that, that, that'll be cool to watch. That'll, that'll be pretty cool to see the return of Zeke. And I wonder how many times they're going to show old Jerry up in his box just like, I meant to do that because he's ruined every good thing about the Cowboys ever once we get anything rolling. Well, but anyway. They the red zone offense has clearly struggled without Zeke, and, yes. and everyone's attributing exactly. Yeah. Like Tony Tony Pollard can't be that guy. Obviously, Deuce Vaughn can't be that guy. You need someone that can go in between the tackles in the red zone because at, obviously, when you get into the red zone, you drop those four or five DBs back, and the windows become significantly tighter. If you, th- I mean, throwing the ball consistently in the red zone in the National Football League is not a recipe for success. You can ask the Seahawks about that if you would like to. It cost them a Super Bowl. But yeah, if only they had a running back who was capable. 
Yeah, who literally the play before drugged six people for, I don't know, eight and a half yards to get them on the one-yard line, and then they tried to tempo them into a slant, which they worked on all week long through a pick. Super Bowl over. But, yeah, anyway. So, the only constant we have out of those three is the University of Texas Longhorns, which I am extremely excited about. Also extremely nervous because they play – the kryptonite of the entire university for multiple years, which has been the Kansas Jayhawks, a basketball school. But I think, and I will solely stamp it on here right now, that the Texas Longhorns will come out victorious from that one. I'm going. I'm going to be there. And the only reason I'm going is because Taylor Swift is performing at halftime. Can you, we, we Can love you to hate, it we love to hate, <laughs> but she just keeps coming up, right? Like, oh, I hate her. But, but here we but are. But I'm going to talk about her. Here we are. The horns don't lose when the real Coach R is in the building, all right? Amen. So, Amen. it's my job. That's why the Rangers went on a skid. You want to know yeah, why? Because volleyball season started and I had to stop watching. But, dude, when I tell you, I'm drinking Red Bulls. I'm doing Josh Hamilton's approach. I'm getting my mind right to log in and tune in to what support you, the team. What teams. do you mean by that? Right, which piece of that? This, this could go south. Yeah, we had home runs. Are we talking home runs or are we talking bump bumps? I'm just, I'm just committed to the cause like he was, dude. I love it. You did all or nothing, all or nothing. My kind of guy right there. I love it. But, yeah, you're right. Like that, that text message that one of y'all sent, in the uh, group chat about us kind of being bad luck. We also looked at Coach Prime dropping his first game by like a 40-piece. And oof. that was um, – oof. But I will say, and Dion has been defended by how he – yeah, Dion's been defended by how basically he's handled the situation. And I think it's been immaculate how he has handled reports and comments and all that kind of stuff. Now, granted, I hate how he still talks about receipts – and you better get me now while I'm down because you're basically saying that like you are going to beat the crap out of me this year. But other than that, I think he has handled it wonderfully. They're not winning games. How can we get people to like this photo or talk about this and stuff? How else can we still talk about? I don't know. Maybe that we're going to have the most exciting college football season ever because of the fact that someone like Colorado Mm -hmm. has busted through somebody like Oregon and 10 other teams look so freaking good. Like this is, I'm telling you, just like I said on the last podcast, this is going to be the best college football season ever by far bar none. So let's just get excited about that ESPN. Let's not always try to like coach prime is going to stay in the spotlight college game. day went there twice. They were one and 11 last year. Mm -hmm. And one of, and the highest viewed game ever in history which is going to live on forever is Colorado versus Colorado state. Like even if they do go on a skid for the rest of the year, like history has already been made, but just knowing the fact that like Alabama and Georgia aren't just going to run the table and the sec is the weakest that it's been in probably 10 years. Like this yeah. is, this is going to be the best college football season ever. Georgia's still going to run I'm, the table. Let's, let's clear that up. Georgia's still going to run the table. Yeah, I think they're going to run the table in the SEC for sure. But I think even they're kind of showing some chinks in the armor, which is weird. And I think it just embodies. I know they, they, I get it. They're the they're the they're the two. To me, Georgia Georgia doesn't look as good as they have being the two times. <laughs> this is the first take. I swear. <laughs> 
It's like they have some kinks in their armor, huh? <laughs> There's some damage in the unbreakable armor. Let's just say that. <laughs> and granted, they're going to run the SEC, but I don't know. I, I, I don't see them just – I don't see them beating everybody by 60. Like, I don't know. I think they'll come out of it, but I think like – I think your Pac-12 is going to throw some people in there. The Big 12 obviously is going to have somebody in the mix until they start playing each other. It just it's just going to depend on is a like used to a one-loss SEC school would get bids over all kinds of people. Now I think just a one-loss school in general, you're just going to have to look at how good is this team. And luckily yeah. they've been kind of playing interconference and so I think there'll be some measuring sticks local or luckily, but I don't think the SEC is going to get as much love as they've been getting the past couple of years. You know, that's who for does, show dog. You know, who does the best work in who this do, country? Does, I think who does the best work? I think <laughs> now you're being <laughs> rude, but I mean every word. Okay. <laughs> Nobody does better work in this country than the people who make March Madness brackets and bowl games like they're yeah. always so ready for good. upsets or close games like every game is watchable and yes. i think to your point if every team is a contender like bowl season is going to be like must see tv this madness year. yeah even like the manike hawaiian bahamas who cares bowl like you're gonna get like a really good western kentucky like fau like there's just gonna be Good matchups from the very first bowl to the to the playoff for sure. Hawaii will be on fire for that game. Wow, that Alex. too soon. <laughs> I saw the I saw the face change there. Sorry. Something. Oh Sorry. man, we'll edit it. Those games will be hot. <laughs> Those games will <laughs> be. <laughs> Fuego. Thank you. Okay, molten man, hot. There's a, there's a new Instagram. There's a new Instagram. <laughs> yep, there is. Good dot times dot bad dot friends dot. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I made it. it I made it. Think it like an actual dot. Unprivated, so it is. Uh, it is ready to go for the good for it, the wait, posting. Because I tried it, to do it today, and I was like, private. What? What are we? Who are we private to? Eleven people. <laughs> <laughs> looking for it. I wanted to put some L content on there before we made it public. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I already added it to my story, baby. So we're 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 talking, we're spreading the word, we're doing what we need to do. And I'm not going to say this is ready. gospel. Everywhere we go from here on out, we have to go inside of a popcorn machine. I want you guys to just get ready for that lifestyle. After this one drops, dude, it's it's all uphill and maybe slightly downhill after some of the Helen Keller comments from here. Do that. I unfortunately am going to live life like an 85 year old man, and I'm going to watch the news, and then I'm going to go to bed. You believe the news? Have you learned nothing? I Dude, I watch, what are we doing? What are I we watch doing? AI.news.com. So it's it caters to me. News. And the voice of Helen Keller. AI generated news and relative to my algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> it only tells me things about how crappy Taylor Swift is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. Alright, I'm cutting that out. Alright. And we're done. We're done.